Welcome to another episode of the CoreCast. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Holbert, the Commercial Core Market Leader at DPR Construction. And today I am joined by the wonderful Chris Ross, Senior Director, EWS Strategy and Ops at Adobe. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Greg. It's great to connect. Isn't it been uh, too long? For this podcast, we're going to discuss some of Cornet NorCal's history, how it's changed through the years, some on the value of volunteering, and I'm sure we'll have some fun stories to share along the way. For those who don't know me, uh, I've been in the construction project management business my whole career, and I've represented the contractor, the designer, and the owner on these projects. And it's been fun to sit at most of the seats at the table and see all these different perspectives. Chris, on the other hand, has been on the owner side. Tell us a little bit about your current role. Sure. It's um, a little different than uh, the normal corporate real estate executive role. Um, so I manage the strategy and operations for an HR and workplace organization, which we call employee experience. And my particular team is responsible for helping us kind of go across the various aspects of both HR and workplace into what our over, overall cohesive strategy and then the operations that enable us to be as successful as we possibly can be. Wow, fun challenge. That's exciting. Chris, we've been friends for a long time, <laughs> decades uh, even and collaborators, Cornet members uh, together. And uh, today I thought we would look, share with some folks a little bit about our NorCal Cornet history, how it's changed a little bit, the value we've received and some ideas for others around the volunteering and probably a few fun stories. So are you good with that? Absolutely. I, I just want to be clear, though, we were only 12 when we first met. So, you know, it could be decades, but it was True. only when we were 12. And I'd also like to point out that Chris has spent the most time preparing makeup for a podcast <laughs> I've ever seen. It's pretty <laughs> impressive. Thanks, Greg. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what Cornette is where it came from uh, and how we both got involved. Uh, so way back when in the old days, uh, there were two organizations, NACOR, the National Association of Corporate Real Estate Executives, and IDRC, the International Development Research Council. And those two organizations had three chapters here in the Bay Area, and they decided to merge and became Cornet. So- Right, the, I think- we got word that the two were going to globally merge and we said let's do it now why wait exactly so once that happened uh it was an opportunity for three different chapters to come together in with a very different view of, kind of what needed to be done it was fairly small um, at that time, probably about 200, 250 people uh, across the entirety of Northern California. Um, and we, we decided that we would have one from each of the, the, the chapters that had come. I was from Silicon Valley. I think you were from San Francisco. I was San Francisco right? and our dear friend, Joan Price represented IDRC. I think there were about 
a dozen people at a Mexican restaurant in Burlingame, making it all come together, kind of like a Camp David meeting and uh, somewhat clandestine. No one quite knew what was going to come out of it. And one of the really impressive things was the name we came up with. I think we called it NACOR slash IDRC, if I remember correctly. <laughs> or was it IDRC slash NACOR? Honestly, can't remember what it was. I just knew we knew we were merging and we weren't sure how that was all going to come together. Well, the one of the crazy things we did is you, me, Joan, and uh, I think a woman named Christine Tejada agreed to be the original initial board and everybody else said, great, they've got it and left. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Christine, um, you know, lovely woman. I think she's an attorney. She worked for Charles Schwab. Um, I think she lasted, what, a month? And then yeah, some job change work. or something and she had to leave. So we brought on Cindy Patterson, who was with the, uh, with Apple at that time. Uh, so it, it was a, a small but mighty team. It was... Uh, almost insane that we attempted to do that with four people bring a brand new much larger because of the combined organizations uh, together and we started scrambling to the point where we didn't even think to grow our board because we were just trying to pull off events every month and we had a lot of actually pretty cool events considering it was three people and a treasurer trying to make it happen. And uh, one that really stuck in my mind is there was a brand new organization that we offered an opportunity to come and share their goals and mission, which was the U.S. Green Building Council. And they were so new that their CEO flew out on her own dime and three or four of the global board members showed up and we had a panel discussion and we had rented a hotel uh, ballroom and we had, I think around a hundred people show up because it was by far the largest event. And everybody walked out and said, I can't imagine people spending extra money. So their building was green. <laughs> That's how far we've come. How but much was... time has elapsed? Yes. So, so Greg, as our first official president of the chapter, what do you remember most about that time? Well, I remember that we would often meet, you know, sometimes even in your kitchen and you'd whip up a frittata for us and Joan and I and you would figure out who was gonna take on the next meeting and we'd come up with some ideas and then divide and conquer. I also remember it was important not to miss a meeting. Uh, there's a couple good examples of that between the two of us. First, uh, I missed a meeting and now you guys decided I was the president. And then um, when we got our act together a little bit more and started bringing on people, we and, and the official organization became Cornet, we decided it would be prudent to have some rules, regulations, and, and organization around it. And we created the role of president-elect and we all thought through the bylaws that would be very helpful to give somebody a year working with the current president and we approved that and then the very next meeting was the elections and you missed the meeting and we elected you president 
but you were smart enough to say, wait, no, we have bylaws and I'm president elect. And so I was president for the third year. So <laughs> yes, we, we got, we got the, uh, the most out of Greg that we possibly could get out of, out of Greg. <laughs> I, I think if we think about that time, it was so amazing because it was a very small team uh, and every, we, we tried to have a meeting at least once a month. And at that point in time, because we were spread across the geography here in Northern California, we'd have one in San Francisco, we'd have one in the South Bay, didn't often get to the East Bay uh, very often, but I just, I, I could just remember, it's like, okay, what's the topic we need to be focused on? Who's going to be the speaker? How do we get that communicated? All of the the muscle that the the organization has now was Who's really be a sponsor. Who's gonna pay? Exactly. We, we were getting credit card slips from people to pay for these things, and some people were paying in cash. I mean, it was it was it was insane. It, it was, was insane. insane. But it was, it was so amazing to see at the end of a, a chapter meeting or an event. We didn't, you know, we didn't do that many uh, events. It was more, you know, programs really. Um, at the end of it, just looking at people who were networking and and uh, getting to know each other and really furthering the the practice of corporate real estate, which is what we were here, what we were here to do. Uh, yeah. And knowing that, that, you know, it was a very small but mighty team that was putting those on every, every month. Well, and I remember we went to some of the leaders of the, of the organization from a corporate real estate standpoint, and, and they all supported. We, we'd asked them what they were concerned about, what was worrying them, what issues were they having, and get ideas about what kind of programs needed to occur. And uh, they were, they were very, they supplied a lot of brain power to us too. And we also, I think, set the tone early to really make it a collaborative effort between service providers and end users and make our chapter, we got the end user involved. It wasn't a sales, opportunity it was a team opportunity and people learned that they could support each other and build a network and not feel pressured or under the gun to act certain ways or make quotas or anything of that nature and we even had the one big event where somebody came in with that attitude it was kind of an out-of-towner who was new to the chapter and uh if i remember right you guys asked me to not just be president, but be bouncer and uh, have him <laughs> politely removed. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was the the fun part of the, the chapter was the many hats that we got to wear. Uh, and so you were president and bouncer and, and um, you know, wise guru and, and uh, court jester, all of the, court jester <laughs> definitely court jester. Um, but I think, you know, as you were just describing sort of the leadership, I think one of the things that the leaders were great at at that time, and I'm talking about the Northern California leadership, was really making sure that that balance between service providers and, uh, and users wasn't something that um, caused people friction. And I think that that's something that, that we should really be proud of as a chapter is that ability to work together in a symbiotic way and have that partnership versus the, oh, I'm here to sell or I'm here to, you know, stay away from the service providers. Um, I think that especially as we think about volunteerism in the chapter, 
oftentimes the service providers have the opportunity to um, spend time doing uh, chapter activities because there's benefit, potentially sales or et cetera, visibility, whatever you want to call it, uh, in in what they were doing. Whereas on the corporate side, it was a little bit more difficult because your company didn't really benefit personally from um, being uh, being a volunteer. But I do think that that was one of the things that I learned um, being on the corporate side that there still was huge value in the relationships and the mentoring and the, you know, I have a question and I have, and I'm not sure who to ask. I, I, Cornette gave me that, that opportunity, even though I may have been one of the quote unquote leaders, I still had the opportunity to, to go, you know, pick somebody's brain or, or ask a silly question. Um, and I did that because, you know, being volunteer, I got a chance to, to meet a whole bunch of different people. Um, and I'm unlike Greg is I'm not as, um, socially, uh, adept. I'm more awkward and, and, you know, follow around somebody who, who is much better at it than I am. And I think that was one of the things that volunteering actually really did for me in seeing how others got to know people and asked their questions and, and did that with just a true sense of wonderment and, and curiosity um, that, that I know I've, I learned specifically from Greg. Well, we both, you know, I, I think back, we had, you know, Joan's inspiration and your planning and I'm willing to just keep plugging away <laughs> and and garner excitement. And uh, we were a great team and it, it, it created a lot of uh, fun opportunity for me too. And, but I also look at Cornette and think about all the, the other great relationships and network and people I've met and, and the things I've learned from them over the years. And when I had issues come up, whether it was a, work issue or a personal career issue and the people I reached out to and talked to. And it's just been, it's been wonderful. I was just going to say, I remember an early chapter meeting that we had had around mentoring and, and looking at, you know, some friends that through that, that became mentors of mine, people like you, people like Joan, people like John Igo that I've called on several times over the years, you know, Frank Robinson and crazy Jeff Feeney and, you know, call on them and say, Hey, I got a question. What do you think about this? Or what are you doing with this? And how would you handle this? And it's been, it's been great. Yeah. One of the things that, that is most uh, sort of etched in my mind, I guess is the way, the way I would put it is when we, when we put our minds to it, we, we really were able to do some pretty amazing things. And one of the first things, this is when I was um, president, that we decided we wanted to do was um, give back. We wanted to give back to the community. And so um, we decided to do uh, what we called the Men of Cornet calendar. And uh, it was Men of Corn Northern California calendar of course and we went out much more um, exclusive much more exclusive and we started going out and, and asking these leaders in corporate real estate if they would be willing to do that and i think frank robinson speaking of frank um i he was a little nervous about what we were planning on doing we were using that title to be a lot more provocative so that we could of course sell a whole bunch of these calendars and the whole point of the sell of the calendars is 
was to uh, raise money for next door solutions to domestic violence. And I think at the end, we ended up um, uh, getting $20,000 through donations and through sales. And we had this great opportunity because we were coming up on a coordinate summit and it was going to be in Las Vegas. And uh, we went to Global, Cornet Global, and said, hey, here's this great idea we're going to go do. And they went, yeah, no, you're not, you can't sell that at the, uh, the, um, at the there summit. There wasn't even nudity. There was, was no nudity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still have, you know, if anybody's interested in seeing one of these calendars, I still have probably about 50 of them. But they were really fun uh, pictures for an 18-month calendar uh, from October of 2005 to March of 2007 and included, you know, some amazing people, um, Greg Holbert being one of the, the most amazing, um, in sort of their, their um, funniest, just really taking things out of um, just a, a true sense of wanting to, to give back and and I can remember it was Joan and Diana Wright and Chris Herrera and uh, Elizabeth Monty that just, they, they gave their heart and soul. Gensler um, did some photography for us. And we had this just amazing calendar that, that brought a lot of money into um, to Nextdoor as well, um, even though we couldn't sell it at the summit, which was a big uh, disappointment. So my, the lesson I learned from that is ask for forgiveness, don't ask for permission. Um, I'm hoping that Cornet Global is a lot less... Um, We'll just call it uptight <laughs> than they were at that time. They didn't want to be associated with the men of Cornet Global calendar. And again, there was no nudity. And if I remember right, only one swimsuit. You know, I think Dan was in that. <laughs> I think he's wearing a, a wetsuit. A wetsuit, yeah. I don't think it was a swimsuit. I don't think there was any um, yeah. any skin showing for anyone except perhaps somebody wearing shorts. I think that was the the as as bad as it got. I also remember at uh, we we pulled off uh, one of the early holiday parties, and it it always seemed like you know whoever was in charge of that event or party would end up also being in charge of cleaning up afterwards. But it was always fun when Cindy Patterson would usually put on music or something, and it turned into a a dance party at the end. Yep. No, I absolutely do remember that. And that I have a clear memory of that one holiday party. I think it was in San Mateo. And, you know, each of us had our role in the in the party. I think I was doing the, the registration as we came in. And, and towards the end, when everybody else was tuckering out, you know, it's like Greg and Cindy are out on the dance floor and just going for it. I and mean, there's definitely um, some dance some dance moves that you need to share with the uh, those those who don't know if they haven't seen it already. <laughs> so it's it's changed a little. Uh, we obviously it's changed a lot this year, but boy, the chapter is probably three times the size when we started. The uh, Cornet Global is two or three two times as big as it used to be. Um, close to ten thousand people now, I think. What? What, what are your thoughts around that? Just the change that has occurred just through the growth? 
Well, I just, I, I think so much about that, you know, that sort of early team. And then as you described, when we went to having a full board and then asking these leaders that, that, that were, you know, icons in the industry to come in and really help advise us. And it still, it was kind of a mom and pop activity. We, we got some guidance from Cornet Global, but we didn't, we really had the opportunity to kind of learn and do what we needed to do here um, for the chapter. But there was great, uh, leadership meetings that, that Cornet Global put together. And then ultimately over time, um, as we watch, you know, 20 years later and look at what this chapter has become and the volunteers and how they've shaped uh, what the chapter is. So it went from a fairly small chapter, 250 people up to 700 or 750. I'm not exactly sure what the number is right now. Um, but just that, and, and being able to have not only a, a a full strong board with great committees who can really focus on the things that need to get accomplished compared to what we you know kind of everybody pitching let's just go figure out how to how to make that happen um and then now having um you know hpa be part of the sort of administrative function and the managing of the events and just it really shows just the the capability that the chapter has and the experience and the diversity and um, just the, the, the breadth of interesting topics and events and, you know, the golf tournament and the corporate real estate executive of the year and the, the, uh, yeah, all Holiday of those events. And yeah. It's just, it's been incredible. And, and the young leaders group and the women's group and the exactly. special special interest groups that are, are coming out of that. It, it's really exciting to watch. Yeah. The young leaders, especially, I think just watching folks that are earlier in their career, um, really learning about, um, you know, what, what's going to, what interests them, what, what's good for them and, and, uh, and having it, people that they can rely on both in young leaders as well as within the rest of the chapter. I can remember when I hit that point where I was no longer of young leader age um, and uh, it just, you know, watching that and going, okay, what, if you're not a young leader, what are you? You're an old leader? You're a seasoned professional? What seasoning am I? Am I cayenne pepper? I don't know what I am. So I can see that. A you little spicy. <laughs> a little chili pepper. I don't know. Whatever. Another, you know, thing I was thinking about, um, some of the th things I've learned about this through going through the chapter, being involved and and helping even organize volunteers. Some thoughts that that as we we're putting this together, I was reminded of and it's thoughts I try to share with others as they get involved in, in Cornette is to remember it is a volunteer organization for the most part. Uh, we do have some administrative support, which has been wonderful and, and helped create a, a much more steady situation. But some advice to those of you young leaders, seasoned kind professionals, whoever you are out there, if you're if you're you're going to get out of it what you put into it but as a volunteer you got to remember the most important thing is the communication around it you have to let people know and people will all understand because this is a secondary job it's a volunteer thing that you're doing because you're excited to be a part of something else and you'll you'll give and you'll get 
And if you have times when you've committed to do something and you can't do it because your better paying job is uh, taking some priorities, it's okay. Just let people know. Let them know. People will, every time people jumped in and supported it and the challenging times we had is when people didn't let us know. You know yeah. Those were some good lessons that uh, I got out of it. I try to share with people, think through, you know, your plan. And if you can't make it, raise your hand early and, and help will be there. Yeah. And I think that's for a lot of folks, the, the worry that you're going to let somebody down, right? And it's only letting them down if you can't tell us you know, tell the people who are, who are involved yeah. um, early enough for other people to jump in. And, and, you know, we all have, we all have a day job. We all have to, to, to put food on our table. And so you can't always do everything you need to do. But um, I do think that the volunteer um, nature of the organization and the leadership uh, and, and just watching all of the folks with their differences. I mean, I just look at the, the number of chapter presidents, presidents that we've had and how each one is uniquely different and uniquely good at something. Um, and it, the, the, the diversity that that brings for the chapter and for what gets done and what gets focused on. I mean, I, I am kind of a put rules in place kind of person. And so at the beginning, that was a lot of the stuff that we were, we were trying to put together, which was some structure. And, um, and I think that the, the organization valued that at the time, but there's probably a period of time in the last 20 years where they've needed somebody who was less of a rule follower and more like, Hey, let's just go get something done. Um, and I think that those are That's the why we were good partners. Exactly. <laughs> you were making rules and I was pushing the boundaries and we knew, we knew where to go. Yes, exactly. But my point is, is I, I do think that, um, that, you know, if, if you have the opportunity to, to take the time to do the volunteering, that, that you'll find that sweet spot for yourself, you'll find the opportunities and learning um, and give back to, to hopefully an organization that's giving you as much as, as, as you're getting. Um, and I will just say for myself personally, I mean, I look at my friends and, and most of them have come through the relationships that I've built in, in Cornet. And it, I look at every single job that I've had somehow, some way they've all been based, you know, tied back to someone or something that I've learned, um, through the organization. And, and so, um, you know, I do, I, I look at it very, very fondly. And, and if I didn't have Cornette, if I hadn't, you know, gone past my comfort zone to, to volunteer a little bit to say, hey, you know, maybe I can add something to this, to this mix. Um, you know, I really wonder what my career would be like. Um, I'd be in a totally different place. I agree. I remember thinking, oh, I'll go to the meeting. They'll probably have margaritas. And uh, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm helping form a new chapter. And uh, the, I know I, I gained a lot of experience and valuable lessons and met wonderful people. And uh, I appreciate it all the time. Well, I just, I got to give great kudos to the leadership team this year. It's been a tough year and to try to do something that's usually based in person, um, completely virtual. Um, I know that hasn't been an easy task for the team. Um, and so, you know, the, the virtual um, 
Cornette Real Estate Executive of the Year Gala, uh, the the many meetings, wine tastings, etc., that they've put together. Um, it just really is um, just a testament to life is going to throw lemons, and you got to figure out how to make lemonade out of it. Yeah. I think the chapter makes a, it does a great lemonade, maybe yep. a hard lemonade. But it might have been spiked a few times, yeah. but could've it was been. good. Could have been. Could have been. Chris, how is uh, how have you handled or used Cornet to get through this uh, pandemic? Has well, it been helpful for me because my the my team has been really actively working on how do we get back into the offices. Uh, going out was you know a, a big effort, but then when to go back in and when what should we do to um, to bring people back in? When should we do it? What what should we do to the office? What should, uh, what are the, what are the different things that needed to happen? And, and so much of that was just through the relationships that I have through Cornet, right? To go out and ask the question, what are you doing? Are you guys planning on working from home for how long? What are you doing with regard to how you're keeping the, the office clean? What are you going to let people make choices on their own? Are you going to make choices for them with regard to, um, you know, the, the working from home or not. Uh, and I think that, that through that all also, uh, there was definitely a couple of, of chapter events. Some of the earlier ones were, you know, weren't exactly sure what they were going to turn out to be, but people got a chance to get to know, to get to know folks. And um, so for me, that's, that's really what, what stands out in my mind over the last year and a half, how people have come together. What about for you? I had a, several people call. Uh, I was lucky that the DPR, we came up with some pretty good workplace protocol and was able to share that with several several clients and friends who called with questions around that. And they just, you know, as you mentioned, the friendships, you know, I'm, as people who know me, I'm pretty far out there on the extrovert chart and didn't like working from home and being home and just being able to pick up the phone and call people like you and check in and it was half for my benefit and you know, half for yours. So it was always good to hear from the friends. So that helped me get through it too. Well, thank you very much, Chris. It's been a lot of fun today and I'm glad you joined me. It's great to be here. It was so much fun catching up. Thank you to the millions of listeners out there. And please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Post it on social media. You can find all the chapter podcast episodes on the Cornette Chapter website. And you can subscribe on iTunes. Happy listening.